Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. to this very special wrestle talk podcast i am luke owen d-a-d and i am joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment denise salcedo how's it going denise did well i'm doing super awesome because look at who we're sharing the screen with Absolutely. We have got on the podcast today, special guest star from All Elite Wrestling, the Mad King himself, Eddie Kingston. Eddie, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm just texting people that I met Ollie real quick. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. This is my, this is, you know, maybe besides Derek Jeter emailing me, this is a highlight. You know what I mean? Meeting Ollie. Eddie came into the, the back end of this stream and said, like, where's Ollie at? Where's Ollie? And I was just like, oh, I'll text him if you want. I want to say hello. And Ollie was like, I don't know if I want to come and say hello to Eddie. I got too nervous to say hello to him. <laughs> he he's, was he's being probably worried because he was putting over CM Punk for so long with the little gimmicks he would do. <laughs> and now that he knows that I don't like Punk, he's like, stop. I don't know. <laughs> stop right. a midway by like midway marking out. Yeah. Well, let, let's hear from the let's hear from the man himself, Ollie. Uh, CM Punk is a, he is a hero of yours, right? But now he like you you you've gone on this role of CM Punk is your favorite wrestler, but now you're faced with Eddie Kingston, who is also your favorite that. wrestler. I hate CM Punk. Eddie my Kingston's my favorite knows. wrestler. My man Ollie knows what's up. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm genuinely uh. I'm genuinely just hanging out in the back end of this video. Like, I guess this is what wrestlers do when they watch matches through the curtain. Oh, we are we supposed to watch other matches? I don't. <laughs> you know I mean? Usually, when I'm done, shit. when I'm done wrestling, I'm icing myself down, and I'm going, man, I can't wait to get back to the hotel. <laughs> We got a solution for this, by the way. It just popped in my head right now: Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk, Ollie on a pole match for his heart, for Ollie's heart. Well, supposedly I got to fight Jericho for uh, Santana and Ortiz on a pole. That's what everybody <laughs> wants. Is that the thing? I keep, I keep reading Ollie that. You know what I mean? I don't know how that I think happened. Santana and, Ortiz, Santana and Ortiz is a better prize. I'm a shark cage kind of, kind of prize, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. I would fight for you, Ali. I got you. Don't worry. Uh, honestly, Eddie, I, I said it before we got on here, but... He, You have a power to connect with people and move people like no one else I've ever seen in wrestling. Like you, you touch a part of me. I'm not an angry person, but there's a deep angry person somewhere in my heart. And you, you bypass my head and get to that. So I'd just like to say for me and I think everyone here and everyone watching, just thank you for being you. And that very brave article you wrote on the Players' Tribune as well was just excellent to see. Thank you. As you can see, I'm squirming because I don't like <laughs> I don't like uh, compliments. Uh, thank you. Uh, all that stuff, man. I'm I'm just being me. You know what I mean? There's nothing. There's no character. It's just me turned up a thousand notches, and then I don't know the trailer, the Players Tribune thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, that must have been hard for you to get out." Not really, because it's it's time. You know what I mean? If, if I want to mature, I'm not going to give away my age here. 
But it took me a long time to mature because I was an angry human being who did not want to mature. And then when I finally started talking about why I'm angry and why I self-destruct, you know what I mean? Let's be honest. I would have probably been in a bigger company before AEW if I didn't self-destruct. Uh, and then talking about it made me feel better. So in my head, I said, oh, is this is just another therapy session. You know what I mean? So I'm just <laughs> well, trying to you know, get one. myself to feel better. I didn't think people would react to it the way they did. So yes, it makes me feel great that people found it and loved it and found inspiration, I guess you could say. But it's still weird to me because I'm just me. I'm the guy wearing the Giants, no shave, you know what I mean? I go and chop people and suplex people because this is what I wanted to do since I was nine years old. So thank you. But again, still a little rough. I'll learn how to deal with it. Thank you, though. But isn't it kind of crazy, though, for you where you're like, you've, you've gone through all of this, you've had all of these feelings, these emotions, this wild roller coaster, right, this journey, and then to kind of see people's feedback and so many of those people connecting with you and relating to you, like, I'm sure that must have felt, you know, how did that feel for you? I got an anxiety attack. <laughs> Legit, because, again, I put pressure on myself. I don't look at things. It's just a, another habit I got to break. I don't look at things and see positive right away. I go right to the negative. So I'm getting all this stuff, all these compliments, and I'm going, oh my God. Oh no, these people don't really know me or the things I've done. Oh my God. And, you know, things will pop up and then, oh God, then I'm going to disappoint people. That was my first emotion. And wow. then I kicked out of it, of course, because I have good people around me. You know what I mean? And like Ortiz, who I call Monkey, that's his nickname. Hmm. Like him, I can call him at any time. And even he'll have his three-year-old in, in his hand while talking to me and I'm screaming and yelling and venting. Same thing with Mox, you know what I mean? Even when he doesn't pick up the phone, I'll just yell into the <laughs> message. You know what I mean? And then after I'm done with the message, I'll go, Okay, but thanks. Bye. Talk to you later. <laughs> hey, you got to find a place to like yeah. vent, right? Yeah, yeah. and like, like I said, you know, like that's why I was talking about Muay Thai before. Started doing Muay Thai about four or five years ago, maybe six now. And that helps me just bleh, get everything out. More than the gym ever did, more than any cardio ever did. You know what I mean? Getting punched yeah, in the face and punching people in the faces uh, or the body <laughs> or leg kicking. Yeah, I can go on forever. It's fun. <laughs> you were saying that you, you're unable to do it at the moment because of like the injury that you've got. Right? But like, how are, you, how are you feeling about that at the moment? How are you feeling? The injury is great. I'm ready to go right now. If the doctors would clear me, I would go. I would just have to protect, you know what I mean, the whole time. But I'm also used to that. Like, I've had this injury before. and But out on the independence... You got to go. I got to make money. I got to pay my rent. So my eye before I, I, so what happened was had the match, things happen. It's not ballet. Plus we're fighting. I like to keep it as realistic as possible. Blew my nose, my eye swelled up. I said, oh, it's an orbital, without a doubt. I've had this before. I wanted to ask the AEW doctor, hey, is it all right if I cut it again? And he was like, what are you? talking about cut it again <laughs> look i cut it and then i just don't do things for a little bit and i'll be fine <laughs> he's like no go to the doctor i was like okay but that's what i had to do on the independence you know what i mean where i would like cut it a little bit get the blood or the air out and then tell the you know go work the next day it was work you know so what, I mean? what is the recovery like for an injury like that is it just you know put ice on it, rest up, like what, what do you got to do? Uh, put ice on it, rest, like you said, rest up. There's nothing I can mm. really do. There's no secret yoga or uh, <laughs> gun thingy, whatever gimmick to make it better, you know what I mean? Well, just like move the eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just got to deal with it and you know what I mean? Like I'm getting better at, when I first started lifting again, Right after I would lift, it would feel like my skull wanted to pop out of my face because I was lifting too heavy. Now I do it and just throbs a little bit. So it's getting better every day. 
Mentally, you know, I'm getting better every day. Do you have a time frame yet? Like in terms of when you might expect to be back or you just don't know yet? I want to come back now. I don't know. This, This is not my call. You know what I mean? Now I'm with a major company. It's their call. You know what I mean? I'm now a product of theirs. They're paying me. So they don't want to send out something that's injured that they're paying. Or they don't want to risk their investment in me by getting me re-injured or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm a product. I don't I don't mean to make it sound so cold, but it's reality of this. We're pieces to a machine. You know, that's it. I mean, I know you are uncomfortable with the amount of praise that we have given you on this episode already, but but you're about to get even more. You got me cursing. Um, <laughs> hey, you got me cursing. Yeah, the girlfriend's it. Hey, <laughs> try to be a pro. Only because uh, I mean, only mentioned it earlier, but the punk match you had at Full Gear was like it was my favorite match of the year. And in fact, my second favorite match of the year was you against Danielson. And yeah. like when me and Ollie were compiling like the, the list that we were doing for our, like our favorite matches and our favorite wrestlers of the year, me and Ollie were just chatting away and Ollie was like going through all of his favorite matches and then just had this moment of like, I think Eddie Kingston's my favorite wrestler of 2021. <laughs> and I had the same thing. I was like, Let's go. I think you're right. I think, I think you're right. He is. Uh, but that punk feud had so much realism and so much fire. They, the promo, the very first promo that you two had together, what, what was that like? What like preparation went into that, or was it literally just here's a mic, off you go? Oh, the one that we did on I think well rampage when we were face to face. That one, yeah, uh, fight me, fight me. Yeah, well, fight that me. was real. That was real. Yeah, I wanted him to because I wanted to fight him since God knows 2005, six when I first met him. Prick, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I remembered what you said during that promo, by the well, way. Yeah, also, yeah, he was also honest too. This is how we feel about each other. That's you know what I mean? Like that's the great thing that I love about AEW. There was no restraint. There was no, you know, I, mean? I don't want to say writer, because let's be honest, when I was a fan, like a hardcore fan of the Attitude Era and all that stuff as a teenager, they had writers then too. And I wasn't bitching and moaning about it. So let's stop with the bitching and moaning about the writers. You know what I mean? It's the guys who have to deliver it. But there's no, no one gave us, you know, a script. No one said, here, this is what we want you guys to say. It was, go do what you do. Keep it, you know, as, you know, don't curse on live TV, Eddie. I was like, well, okay. It's always me. (laughs) You know, Mox is the one who did it on the car. Anyway, that's neither here here nor there. You know what I mean? That guy gets away with murder. Anyway, uh, just, they were like, go. And we just talked about therapy. This was like a therapy session for me and Punk. Because I know everything he said was true because I've heard it from Homicide. Homicide would tell me, yeah, a lot of us were disappointed in you. A lot of us thought you would do this, that, the third, and you went and did what you wanted to do. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I know. I've heard that before. So what he said was real and what I said was real. You know what I mean? Guys like him, and I'll mention others, him, Homicide, Samoa Joe, uh, Amazing Red, Xavier, Low Key, uh, Ace Steel. There, there's so many that I can go on and on and on. And the Briscoes, all, everybody from, you know, I, er, the first Ring of Honor, the early years of Ring of Honor, they were also doing stuff in New York, Independence and stuff like that. I would see them and go, okay, let's go. This is where I want to be or this is who I want to get in the ring with. And uh, Punk judged me. You know what I mean? And then I judged him. And then we just stopped liking each other. And that was it. You know what I mean? That's it. It's, it's, nothing's that deep. You know what I mean? This is not a movie. You know what I mean? It was just, he judged me. I basically judged him back. You know what I mean? And we just, that was it. Our relationship went downhill. We wouldn't even say hello to each other in the locker room. If we were in the same locker there was no way we were saying hello to each other. And that was it. Then he came to AEW and I was like, okay, if I get my chance, he's going to know how I feel. And I know when he, he thought to himself, when he gets the chance, he's going to let me know because he's not shy. I give him that. He's not shy with saying how he feels. You know what I mean? So it, it was fun. 
It was fun to get in this space. It was fun. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Eddie, I have to ask you because, you know, I'm listening to all of this. And obviously, I remember every like little detail of your guys' you know, story and your feud and whatnot. Very so, good. like, you know, we had we had, you know, all the mic work between you guys. That was so like amplified, like the fans like were so excited about like seeing you guys go off on each other. Right. And so you mentioned, you know, the, a lot of the realism that went into that. And then after that, you guys legitimately stole the show at full gear. Uh, that was incredible. So now I do have to ask you, you know, going through all of that. What is the relationship now with you and CM Punk? There is none. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because we had a match against... Here's the thing. I'm not one of those guys that has a match with somebody and then goes on Twitter and says, hey, bud, thanks. <laughs> oh, I'm not that guy that's going to... Not even a minute after we fought each other, you're trying to shake my hand. Get out of here. Get out of here. And you either just beat me or I beat you. Get out of here. I don't want to... Give me a minute to breathe. You know what I mean? But Punk's no, we don't like each other. We don't. Because I personally feel, and he knows this, because I've said it in the back, and I say it, I, I'm also, I'm a little bit of an instigating prick. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'll, talk, I'll talk shit about Punk around certain people who I know would run to him. You know what I mean? And be like, you know what? He said this, because he has his little fucking mold. <laughs> Or whatever. Like everybody does in wrestling. Everybody, because everybody, blah, 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 right? High school, high school. <laughs> so, but he knows this. Like, I don't think what he's doing right now is him. That is his own act. You know what I mean? I look at him in the eyes, it's all an act. Him hugging Darby, telling Darby, hey, man, I'm going to help you. He don't care. He's doing that because Darby's hot. You know what I mean? Let's see how he acts now. After, <laughs> I, after I mean, Wednesday. I, I, Let's see I how he this... acts now in the locker room. Let's see. Let's see. This is, this is the first time he had to deal with a setback. Let's see how he acts. This is going to be cute. I can't wait. I'm going to be there with popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting stuff, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking even with like people wanting to attach themselves to something that's hard. You said punk and Derby. Like I, I thought the same thing about Jericho. Like Jericho said in an interview, it's like, oh, my dream match is against Eddie Kingston. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he's saying that now because like everyone loves Eddie Kingston. Like, is, is that how you sort of feel about Jericho? Like, and you're working with him now? You see, you say the work, you say the word working with him. I don't talk to him. You guys, I, in all honesty, I'm not even trying to be in, in gimmick or anything. I don't talk to people. 
because I don't trust people. I have a certain amount of people who I like and who I trust, and that's who I hang out with. You know what I mean? The whole working thing and talking to, yeah, of course. But I don't care. You know what I mean? What's, what's Chris doing? Yeah. How do you think Jericho survived? I give him credit. I give him credit because he doesn't hide it like Punk does. You see what I'm saying? Jericho's mm-hmm. playing out with it. I know what he's doing. You know what I mean? There's no lying about it. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to help. He just wants to make sure he's out there still. And I get it. That's how you survive. But here's the thing with me and him. I'm not the one to attach to. You know what I mean? I, then I'm going to hurt you somehow in the ring. If you want to get attached or if you think you're going to play me like I'm some, if I'm MJF. If you think you're going to play me like I'm MJF, like some young kid, you're wrong. I'm not. I've seen it. I said this story on Chris's podcast, and it was true. He texted me after my match with Cody, gave me some advice. I said, thank you, and that was it. But then I thought in my head, and I told Chris what I thought in my head after that text. I said, what the fuck does he want? Because <laughs> that's how the business is. You have to think like that. It doesn't make you an ugly person. You're just protecting yourself. You know what I mean? And I also thought about it like that because Santana and Ortiz, I hear you guys all the time and I hear other people and I hear the commentators. They're the best. They could be the best tag team. They're so smooth together. They're this, they're that together. They're a great team. Blah, 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 blah. Why aren't they world tag team champions? Why haven't they got shots? Mama, you know. You know oh, why? Impact Wrestling, best tag team there was out there. They're actually my legitimate ah, favorite tag ah, team. Let's slow that down. You have your opinion, <laughs> I have mine. No, no, you have your opinion. I, I have feel the, very I have confident in that one. <laughs> but no, I love those boys to death. But I get it. Why, why only Sammy? Jake Hager is an MMA fighter. Why is he not going for the world championship? Because they all have to play second fiddle to Chris. The only one is Sammy because him and Sammy have this. I don't know if he sees something in Sammy that he was when he was the Lionheart or a thrill seeker or whatever. You know what I mean? Maybe he was a dickhead too. I don't know, like Sammy is. But that's the thing. You know what I mean? And it's the truth. I speak my truth. So take it or leave it. I don't like Chris. I think Chris is a carny. There you go. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's fine. Period. If you're one of these guys and you're playing second fiddle, but the last person you want to go ahead and make mad is somebody like Chris Jericho, what do you do? Why not? Why not make him mad? No, Todd, the question for you, why not? Well, I'm assuming that, you know, Chris Jericho isn't somebody that you want to have on your bad side, given the amount of respect that he has in the business and everything that he's accomplished. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put myself in that position. I would not want to have Chris Jericho on my bad side, right? Like one would think. Well, here, here's the thing. If someone's trying to stop you from eating or if someone's tr- stopping you from making a better living for you and your family to get more money, to get recognition, to leave a legacy behind, I don't care who's in front of me or who I have to piss off. Because at the end of the day, you have your friends, you have your small group. But pro wrestling is an ego-driven business. It's all about number one. So why can't I be number one? Why not? It's Why can't true. I, I can't argue with that? For a couple days? Yeah, I'm if you're in the way, move. Here's what you here's what, with me personally, my belief. You're either with me or you're against me in this business. And when you're against me, that means you have two choices. Legit, move out the way or fight me. That's why I say that. Because we're men, right? Aren't we men? Aren't we supposed to be men? <laughs> Let, we have a run. There you go, Ali. What's up, dog? <laughs> I got to get on your plan. But <laughs> Tie the T-shirts. That's the plan. <laughs> but <laughs> there we go. You just made me lose my train of thought. You son of a bitch. There There's my man, Ali. We're men. We have a wrestling ring. We're not going to get arrested for fighting. You can't press charges on me in a wrestling ring. Let's, let's just get it out the way. You beat me. You beat me. I beat you. I beat you. Move. Pro wrestling shouldn't be that deep. You don't like somebody we, fight. 
we have got uh, a lot of fan questions to get into and we know that you're a bit tight for time as well so uh, we will uh, get I'm into those. for a while bro i ain't going nowhere i gotta work out <laughs> a little bit I'm I'm only, I'm only saying that because I know we've got like, you know, AEW representatives are being like watching me on the time being like, hey, we gave hey, you a certain amount of time. I love all those people because they protect me on these interviews. Okay, so I love all Mandy, John, everybody. I love all of you because I know I say a lot of dumb shit. So thank you for protecting me. <laughs> Uh, but as a, I mean, I wanted to ask you about um, like a. We've seen you like, videos of you being a locker room leader, and I, I think you might have said in an interview that like Homicide made fun of you for being an AEW locker room leader now. Um, but also, like, there's been a bunch of new guys come in, like you know Danielson, Cole, Danhausen, Fish, O'Reilly. Like, there's been a, a huge influx of talent to AEW, and and I think one of the big criticisms the company has had is there's too much talent, and yeah. like it is a bloated roster. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Particularly if you are this locker room leader. Hey, I'm not the locker room leader because I don't want to be. <laughs> Just, I say what I feel. If you agree with it, awesome. If you don't, either confront me on it in a civil manner or confront me on it in a barbaric manner. You know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll knuckle up. You know, it's not that hard. Mike's not that deep, guys. But uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't care who, who they bring in. I don't care. Because the, the, the bottom line is, I got to outwork everybody anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. You can, if you bring in Brian, Brian's not the world champion, Hangman is. So I'm trying to outwork the world champion. So I'm going to outwork Brian. You can bring in Punk, he's not the world champion. I'm going to outwork Punk. You can bring in da 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 da. You can bring in anybody. I have to outwork them. And if I don't, then I fail. But I got to put everything in. So I don't care. To me, when you hear like, oh, this person's now coming to AEW. I don't see a face. I don't see a name. Everything's blank. If you're not the world champion, if I'm not teaming up with Moxie to go after the tag, I don't care who you are. If you're not my friends, I don't care. That's it. And um, I only learned that because that's the attitude you have to have on the independence. Because you're going from... Show A to show B to show, you know what I mean? Different shows, not the same locker rooms. So you have to work out, you have to outwork different people. You know what I mean? I also like competition. So come on over, you know what I mean? See how you do over here now, where you're not protected by, uh, by uh, people, people in corporate. You know what I mean? I can Let's see you see. being hesitant there in case you said something you weren't supposed to say. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Let's see how protected you are. You know what I mean? I also like it when Tony invests in other people because I take it personally. <laughs> it's just me, my own mental. This is what drives me. I know it's not true. Yeah. I've never heard Tony say, well, my investment in Eddie was bad. Let's bring in someone else. But in my crazy mental to motivate myself, I go, oh, okay. You bring yeah. him in because you think he's better than me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so God forbid if I get in the ring with the guy, you know what I mean? But <laughs> until then, I got to outwork him. Uh, Denise, is there anything you wanted to ask before we get into our fan questions? I mean, all I got to say, man, is like hearing you say that, it all completely makes sense. And it's one of those things where like, I feel a lot of people think it or probably feel that way. They just don't say it out loud. So like hearing you say it out loud to me is very refreshing. And I'm just kind of like soaking it in. Oh, I don't know. I'm just being me. Just being me. It's I can't look because for years when I was self-destructing and and I had all this and I would rationalize things by blaming other people. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, no, I exploded that bridge. I did that on purpose. I know what I was doing. You know what I mean? But then I would rationalize it by, well, they brought this person in and they brought this person in. This is why, this is why. No, does that work the people? Just who, who cares? It's nobody's fault, but just work. If you work, just go. Cause you know, I don't want to self-destruct. So fuck it, let's go fight me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like bring whoever you want, man, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Ollie, anything you want to add? I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just thought I was like, oh, Ollie, has, Ollie hasn't said anything for a while, but like, I think he just wants to sit here and listen. I love it. Genuine, like, oh. genuine. That's that's what I'm here for. I'm just I wasn't meant to be on the show. I'm just happy. I hope one day when you go on to do the YouTube video, you go. Eddie Kingston said this, and here it is. My man Ollie's my people's man. That's one of my people, bro. I'm gonna open is. every video with that. <laughs> All right, let's get into some of your fan questions. Martial arts, we actually had two people independently ask almost the exact same question, which is, hey, Eddie, I met you at WXW 16 Garrett Gold. You've been my favorite that weekend. I've got two questions. How was your experience at WXW and Germany in general? And two, would you like to team up with Thirst Trap Yearn and that be the name of the team? <laughs> yes. Yes. The name of the team would be Thirst Trap Yearn. That's my man. What <laughs> up, Yearn? That's my dog. Uh, WXW, uh, especially the last time I was there, was so much fun. I loved working there. Uh, it was crazy to me that I was in Germany wrestling. You know what I mean? Still was, no matter how many years. I'd done it. You know what I mean? Like, I think my first time there was in 2003 or two. But it's, just always, it's always cool when someone flies you out to do what you love. You know what I mean? But I also pay you, too. Let's not forget that. Also pay you. But uh, I, I just love different fans. I love the, the German fans. I love the UK fans. I love, I love all the overseas stuff I've ever done because it's just different. You know what I mean? That's actually our next question. Bacon Rashes says, question for Eddie, cannot wait for you to come to the UK with AEW. Who would be your dream British wrestler to have a match with? Are you looking forward to coming to the UK hopefully this year? Yeah, I would I would hop on a plane right now if I could go to the UK and do things. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., because I don't like him. <laughs> and that's the truth. He doesn't like me either. That's the truth. He <laughs> likes to play around. And when he decides to stop being a judgmental you know, I'm too cool for school person. He'll tweet back at me and be like, oh, darling. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's real cute. Yeah, you're a little prick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Try, try to stretch me. Try, try to stretch me. First off, my joints are tight. So it's not going to work out for you, really. You know what I mean? It's not going to look good. You know, and two, once, once I feel something start hurting, I'm popping up and headbutting you. So yeah, Zach Sabre Jr., I don't like him. This has got to be tough for you, Davis, because, I mean, Zach's one of our boys. We, we love yeah, Zach. Well, it's, uh, uh, it's only Eddie now. It's only Eddie. <laughs> you, you said bye to CM Punk. You said that's bad. Bye, Zach Zabra Jr. I love this. He doesn't have to do that. Just like when uh, Brian Danielson, that uh, vegan-eating fool, and I'm the same vegan-eating because that's what he is. I'm not disrespecting him. That's your choice. Awesome. Let's all calm down. But... I don't care. Mox, go team up with Brian, bro. Whatever happens, happens, man. I'm still your friend. You can still be friends with Zach, even though I don't like him. I'll judge you, though, but, you know. <laughs> I'm joking. Like I, don't know. like I tell people, only God can judge me, man. That's it. Uh, Charles Berg said, as a fellow New Yorker, first let me say, I view you like Carlin or Big E, true representatives of our great city. But I've got to know, what is your top pizza spot? I've always been impartial to Differaz on Avenue J. See, to me, New York pizza is any street corner. You know what I mean? That's, that's where you get the real pizza. It doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in. You know what I mean? Whatever pizza shop you can find in New York, it's, that's, where, that's where you go. That's how New York is. Any pizza shop, any corner is great. But me personally, because growing up in Yonkers is definitely uh, Angelo's, which is people going to be like, where? what? Angelo's on my clean eye, baby. What's up? <laughs> Uh, Travis said, if AEW had trios titles, would you rather win them with Phoenix and Penta or Santana and Ortiz? Ooh. Homicide and Moxley. <laughs> oh, oh, I like it. it. Yeah. That's the team I would rather have. There you go. That moment when Homicide uh, had his little moment in AEW as well, that was awesome. I get the yeah. Grand Slam, that ruled. That meant more to me than for me. That's my mentor. That guy, hmm. uh, since I said it in a promo, and whatever, I'm open. It is what it is. 
I said it in a, I hate saying promo, when I talked at NWA. A uh, couple of years ago, I was suicidal and I had a knife and I went to like a little pond near my house and I sat there and pondered. And uh, I didn't know if I was going to do, you know, I was just going through a lot. He, does, he knew this too because he slapped me after I told him this. He called me and I just, I threw the knife in the pond and I walked home. Talking to him on the phone because he wanted to talk about business. So he didn't even know like what you no. were up to at that moment. No. And then I told him years later. I, so again, this was years ago. So I told him, I think we were in, it was right after the concrete jungle match in impact. I told him about it and he was just like, I should talk to you. He got really mad because he was just, you know, as my mentor and as, as also he's like an older brother to me. You know what I mean? He just, you know, he cared. So yeah, I, I said it in the NWA thing. I said, uh, I didn't tell the full story. I said when I was suicidal, you know what I mean? I, I didn't say the full story. So there you go. Support Russell talk. Subscribe, <laughs> Su right? Support each other. Yeah. Uh, on that note, actually, Amanda Savage said, your Players Tribune article was profoundly life-changing. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, what's the most fun gift you've ever been able to treat your mum or dad <laughs> since you've been signed? Uh, I got my dad, uh, as an American football fan, a New York Giant fan, I got my dad a replica of the New York Giant Super Bowl ring that they have. So they're all four Super Bowl rings. And I'll never forget, he kept calling. My father's not a, he's an emotional person, but only when he gets mad. There you go. <laughs> he kept calling me going, ah, thanks. Uh, thanks, boys. Uh, <laughs> love you, proud of you. Uh, thanks again. Two days later, <laughs> two days later, he'll text me. Thanks again. And then a bunch of emojis. I don't know if he knows how to work texting, <laughs> but it's the message and then four emojis after. And I'm like, what does this have to do? Why are you sending me a victory emoji? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, for my mom, you know what I mean? Just typical jewelry and stuff like that. But like, she told me the best gift I, I gave her was that she could tell I was having fun in the ring. And she knew I was having fun when I was fighting Mox the first time. She noticed it. She was like, you're having way too much fun. And she was happy about that. It's so sweet. Uh, Nate S said, uh, I completely get not wanting to hear except praise, but Eddie deserves all the recognition for helping people like me. Seeing a badass man's man like Eddie openly talk about his struggles and steps to get help is so inspiring to many others. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no emoji. No emojis after that, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm I'm happy that people took the article or took the way I'm talking and said, okay, I got my problems. I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna figure this out. Um I lost a lot of people to suicide because of their mental state. Or I lost a lot of people to ODs because they, they had to deal with their mental fac faculties through drugs. Just like I dealt with it through drinking at one time. You know what I mean? Where I would go to a bar and just drink myself stupid and then wait for somebody to start a fight or I would step on somebody's sneakers on purpose or something. I was an angry drunk. I'm tired of losing people. You know what I mean? I'm tired of it. I just got sick of it. Uh, I don't want to see, I don't like a lot of people. So when you're a friend of mine or when I love you, I'm an extremist. So I love you hard. You know what I mean? And when you're a friend and I'm loyal, I'm loyal like a dog to you. You know what I mean? And, uh, I just get sick and tired of, I got, I got sick and tired of seeing those people who I love and who I'm loyal to not be able to talk to me. Uh, not be able or feel ashamed for wanting to get help. You know, I got tired of it because then they go like we do and, and we find ways to medicate ourselves or we find ways to self-destruct like I would. They'd be like, I don't deserve this. I'm having a good run right now. Like I remember like in 07, I was having a good, yeah, I know I'm older. I was having a good run. Next thing you know, I'm drinking, 
a lot because I'm like, I don't deserve this. So I'm drinking a lot and I'm getting the drunk tank when I'm supposed to get on a flight to PWG. You know what I mean? I did it to myself and, I'm, and I got tired of that, but also just tired of losing people and us not talking about it. I'm not going to tell you sit here like other people would be like, well, the old way was stupid and people are stupid and we're, we're progressive now. Well, guess what? The next generation will be even more progressive coming up. You know what I mean? So let's, let's all slow down. Let's not pat ourselves in the back and throw ourselves a parade. You know, we're, we're all supposed to progress every generation. So I just got tired of it. And the old way didn't work. It didn't work. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Right. It didn't work. It didn't work for my dad. You know what I mean? My father now says he loves me all the time now. It took him years because he got tired of it. Because his father didn't say it. You know what I mean? My grandfather, one of the strongest men I've ever met in my life. By the way, one of the heaviest right hands, too. I can't never again, thank God, I, you know, I don't have to get hit by him. But he was also very closed in. To the point where he said, I love you to me once, my grandfather. And when I turned around to go, oh, he already drove off. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's the Irish side of me. But anyway, <laughs> I just got, I got tired of it. I don't want to lose nobody. I don't want no one else to lose anybody. That's it. Let's all talk. Let's be, you know, let's talk to each other. Let's do it. And then if, you know, you don't like what you're talking about, then let's, okay. Then I can get barbaric. uh will campbell said uh uh, thanks for getting one of my favorite wrestlers on the podcast question for eddie i was at the arthur ash show and when you and mox fought suzuki goon in the likes out match it was awesome uh what was the coolest part of the experience for you uh homicide yeah mox at the end that's why it's like my little header thingy right on twitter that's Mm. what you call it little on your profile you know what i mean that's why that was a great moment. Frank Sinatra playing in the background, New York, New York. I was like, what is going on? You know what I mean? But that was probably the best moment. Uh, also, how do you not love fighting Suzuki? How do you not love that? If you're in this sport, you got to love that. That's such a challenge. You know what I mean? That's such when a we- fucking, ah, I loved it. We, uh, so mine and Ollie's like local uh, wrestling fed is Rev Pro. And they do a lot of stuff with New Japan, right? And so, yeah, like, Suzuki... Rev Pro, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I love like... Rev Pro. So Suzuki is often at like Rev Pro shows, and like it was. I think we, Ollie and I have talked about this before, but it's weird that he feels like he's one of our guys. Like he's like one mm. of the British independent guys, even though he's very much not an industry <laughs> no. British independent guy. But I'm like, you know, I see him almost every weekend wrestling. He feels like yeah. one of our guys. We had the same oh, thing man. about Keith he's, Lee. I, I totally get that. I totally get that, man. Uh, Omar says, not a question, just wanted to say thank you, Eddie. When I see you, uh, what I, uh, when I see you, I see what my brother would have been, and it makes me feel like I did uh, try all I did to help him, but he chose not to help himself. You accepted help, and that makes me feel better. Thank you. Yeah, see, that makes me emotional, because that hurts. Because it makes me think about, uh, you know what I mean, people that we love. But thank you, man. I'm happy. I'm happy that, you know, I'm happy. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Stuart said, uh, I love the stories you tell before your matches. Which wrestler, past or present, would you have most liked to have had a feud with? Um, that's a real hard one, to be honest with you. Uh, it was a lot of guys like, like I've been watching a lot of Mid-South lately. So... Man, <laughs> so many. I, I say maybe um, I would have fun with Junkyard Dog. You know what I mean? Oh, Fighting nice. him in Mid-South. Since I'm yeah. in the Mid-South yeah. kick, I do this yeah. thing where every month I get into a kick where I watch, for a whole month, I watch NWA from the 80s. <laughs> or I watch, I'll go back and watch Old Japan again for the 9,000th time. You know what I mean? But I, right now I'm on a Mid-South kick again. And uh, yeah, man, Junkyard Dog, like 82, around that time, I would have loved to get in there and be the, be the bad guy in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, we have another question from a fan. This is from Richard Pugh, who says, as someone who is about to start a wrestling commentator role, what advice would you give to him as a color commentator? 
uh, shut up and wait for them to tell you to talk. <laughs> and this is another one from B uh, Brett Classic who says, "Welcome to Wrestle Talk, Eddie. Question for you all: What's one match you could watch over and over again?" He also writes, "And Eddie, I also love the Yankees, but there's only one New York football team." Hashtag Bills Mafia. Thanks for all that you do. First off, with the Bills thing, I like the Bills. <laughs> Don't make me not like them. Calm down. Shout out the Bills Mafia. Okay. You already know. They played in Yankee Stadium back in the day. Let's stop. Anyway. Uh, now, nah, I forgot the question. I got also all the stuff. Over and over again. Yeah, that one. That was the question. Oh, that one. All right. Gee, come on. Come on, D. You got me all crazy. Uh, there's a lot of matches, but I say um, uh, Masawa Kobashi uh, Pro Wrestling Noah for the GHC title from 03, I think. I can watch that. March 03. I can watch that over and over and over again. But I'm also that I love that style. So I yeah, watch right. all the other matches that they've had singles wise before I get to that one. So, <laughs> so just the feud in general, I can watch over and over again. How about that? All their singles matches. And this is not a question, but this is from Alan Weinstein, who says, Eddie has been one of my favorites for so long. The Unwanted is my favorite indie faction of all time. I'm so happy you are in AEW and the world can finally appreciate what an amazing wrestler you are. And this is a question from a Derek. Derek Hunter, who says, Eddie, seeing you on TV makes me feel inspired. We're from the same city of Yonkers, New York. Growing up for me, I don't see many of us succeed from there. But to know I have someone representing where I am on TV brings me joy. What's up, baby? Yonk is 7.30. That's my <laughs> shit right there, baby. We 7.30 in there, baby. And, uh, never, sorry, sorry. Up, Steve, just, we've had a few people from New York on this show before, like you know, Alex Queen of the Ring and SP3 and everything. And every time someone from New York comes on the show, I always think like, people from New York are the coolest. Like, I wish I was from New York. Like, it just seems like really rad. I've only been there once. And it's, uh, I mean, my, I'm like, when my wife's like, we should go back to New York. It's the best place in the world. Ah, I wouldn't say it's the best place in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> I loved it there. I had such you know a good time. I, mean? I, I took my wife on a Ghostbusters walking tour going to all the locations. Of course that's great. Like, yeah. awesome. I've, never, I've never been to a city this cool. Yeah, no, I don't want to bring you to like parts of Yonkers in the Bronx I used to hang out in. You know what I mean? But yeah, the Ghostbuster thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a tourist. <laughs> I'm a tourist. I'm, I'm going <laughs> Awesome. Uh, this is a question from Matt uh, Sugrim, who says, Hey, Eddie, you mentioned that you train in Muay Thai. Um, what gym do you train out of? I train with Striking 101 out in Forest Hills in Queens. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I don't let Forest Hills. What's up? Killer Hills. What up? Uh, no, I'm not in New York right now. I got out of that neighborhood, out of New York, because I had to for my well-being and sanity. Uh, I actually train at American Top Team East Orlando right now. So nice. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a really good gym. I love it. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody's, let me tell you something. It's, uh, what I've noticed in my life, when real tough, like real, 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 real tough guys, they're the sweetest people in the world. <laughs> You're like, the scarier they look, the nicer they are. They're, they're, they're the sweetest people in the world. And I'm thinking like, man, they're going to, oof, here we go. They're going to beat me up in sparring. And they do, but afterwards they, they're helping you. So, nah, yeah. They're good people. That's awesome. Uh, this is a question from Peter Mullins. It says, Eddie, you have been my favorite discovery in wrestling in decades. Question, is there a match type you've never done or not done mm -hmm. in a long time that you would love to do? And they also ask, who would be your dream opponent in that match? Uh, massive respect to you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if there's a match I haven't done, there's a reason for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I probably just didn't want to do it. Um... Match I would do again. In all honesty, uh, in all honesty, I would like to wrestle a, a close friend of mine one more time. Just in a regular match, uh, Jigsaw, who I trained with at Chikara years ago. You know what I mean? I I would love to have one more run with it. Like just one more match, not a run, just a match with him. Because uh, I always liked wrestling him and fighting him. He was, I like to give him a little shout out. What's up, Jig? How you doing, brother? Uh, but yeah, no, I would love, I would love to wrestle him one, one time, like on a dark or something. You know what I mean? Because I always felt like him and and Hollow Wicked from I trained. You know, I was part of their mm. class of guys. 
those guys are, you know, very underrated. And like when we would all travel together, you know what I mean? They would always have the best match on the show or they were just so smooth. I would just like to see them get a little recognition. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, Liam Leonard asks, any advice for new people who have just started wrestling? Shut up. Open your ears. You don't know anything. Be a sponge. The best advice I ever gotten was that Jerry Lynn one day said to me, you know what? I don't know anything about wrestling. I'm learning something new every day. And this is a man who's been WWF, mm -hmm. WCW, ECW, Michinoku Pro, New Japan, all this stuff. Uh, him and Sean Waltman, basically in the States anyway, in the States anyway, like invented that kind of style of wrestling in the States. But when, if he says he doesn't know anything and he's always learning, I have no right to say I know anything. So I think a lot of young guys have to understand that. You'll never know anything in this business. If you think you do know everything, trust me, you're not. You may last, but you'll burn out. Uh, Brian said, I uh, hope you're all having a great day. Question for Eddie. Who had the idea for you to come out at the end of the Exploding, wire, uh, exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch Revolution last year and save Mox in a similar, uh, similar manner to Onita and Terry Funk? Oh, I was Mox. That was all Mox. Mox no. pitches ideas for me. I don't, I don't do it. I just go to work. <laughs> give, me, give me my lunch bag. You know what I mean? That's the way I've always been. You know what I mean? Just give me my little lunch bag, hard hat, and I'll go to work. <laughs> you know what do you want me you... to do okay <laughs> eh, i don't know if i like it but whatever you're paying me right okay you uh yeah. before, it's cool uh, before we started this live you know you said that you have been watching dynamite you know you can't be there at the moment because of the injury and stuff so you like you know you watch the the moxley danielson interaction they had on wednesday mm. yeah i mean I, I you know we were saying on the show like i, I kind of if i get moxley danielson that's great if i get a moxley danielson faction like with Garcia and Lee Moriarty in there. Like, what did you make of it? Whatever happens, happens. Mox is still my boy. You know what I mean? He can go do his thing. But, uh, yeah, Brian, I don't know. If, I, Mox is not stupid. So he definitely heard the little condescending tone that Brian mm -hmm. was talking in. And that's how Brian is in the back. Like, everyone loves him. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for surviving this and that. And, oh, uh, we are with you. And, Remember, folks, with a lot of people, what they put on the screen, it's not them. It's not the real them. And then sometimes it leaks out. And Brian's starting to leak. The real Brian's starting to leak out. Judging Orange Cassidy. You know what I mean? Judging all the guys who were either A, there at the beginning of AEW, or B, are, are so different that he, he doesn't like it, doesn't get it. You know what I mean? That's fine. You don't have to get it, but shut your mouth. Don't judge. Do you know what I mean? Again, if you notice, when people start judging people, that gets me like so mad because I was judged as a kid. In second, uh, third grade, a mom told uh, uh, told her daughter not to hang out with me because I'm gonna be like my uncles, who at the time, you know, they were they're all clean now, were doing bad things. You know what I mean? So I hate that. So Brian's one of those people. Brian's a very judgmental person. You know what I mean? Oh, you eat meat? Ugh. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's him. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't do the Carl Gotch workout system? Ugh. <laughs> Why aren't you? Ugh. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't you don't grapple the way this supposed to be this? Ugh. You know what I mean? Why do you think I blood, tried to bloody up his chest? Come on, folks. Things, <laughs> you got to look underneath the surface, man. You've got to look underneath the surface at these people. What they put on screen is not them. And then when it starts leaking out, everyone gets mad. And I'm in the back like, like Bobby Heenan. I hate to say I told you so, but mm. you know what I mean? I said it from the beginning. You know what I mean? My hands are clean. Uh, Matt Noble said, no question. Just love for Eddie Kingston and what he's achieving. And Sud Superpunk said, I just want to say that I'm so stupidly happy to see Eddie effing Kingston in AEW. It's one of the reasons I love the company because it gave a human being like Eddie the chance that it did. I pray only good things come in the future, brother. God bless. Lots of love. I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so like, hey, okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm doing it. 
The reason why it's so weird to me is because it, I'd wanted to do this since I, it's funny, I told my girlfriend this the other day. We were just talking about things. I was having a bad mental day. So thank God for her, I can talk to her. You know what I mean? It's always a struggle, guys. Don't think anything's cured. It's still a struggle, everyday struggle. Um, I just told this ever since I saw, so I watched wrestling as a kid, but when I was nine years old and I saw Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, who was 5'10", walking to the ring and, and fighting people and doing what he did, I was, that was it. That was the moment. And I said, oh, I want to do this. So, you know, me getting in the ring and, and, and being on national television, this is what I dreamed of. So I'm just doing my dream job. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm happy it inspires people and stuff. It's just weird because, like, I'm just me. I don't see any halo around my head. You know what I mean? Trust me, I've made a lot of bad mistakes, man, in my past. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to get better every day at it. Um, we've got uh, some other questions as well. Uh, we're just waiting to get on some, uh, some approvals on those. So, uh, Denise, have you got anything that you wanted to ask Eddie? Because we may have to actually uh, bring this to a close because we were only supposed to have half an hour uh, with Eddie and we've gone for nearly a whole hour with this. My oh, last question. No, My no, it's great. Question. I'm so happy. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just worried that AEW is in there being like, you guys, we get we said that. <laughs> oh, I got a couple of text messages already. I was about to say, I'm just going to like shut up and not to not, not prolong you anymore. Um, but I just have one final question. Uh, this is in regards to uh, GCW. I know you were supposed to be on the world of GCW, a wrestling AJ Gray, and obviously that wasn't able to happen. So I do want to ask you, uh, uh, did you, were you able to catch the show? And if so, what were your thoughts? And will we, will we be seeing you return uh, to GCW anytime soon? I mean, afterwards, uh, no, I, didn't. I didn't watch the show. Okay. I didn't want. I was like, eh. <laughs> I'm not gonna. And it's not a knock on them. In all honesty, I probably watching Akiyama versus Hase from the Tokyo Dome, and for all Japan. So in '98 or '99, that's was probably what I was watching because I know I watched that the <laughs> other day. Will I be in GCW? Yeah, if the money's right. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. Also, you know what I mean. I like AJ Gray. Uh, he's part of the second gear crew, but uh, he, he's, he's talking too much, <laughs> in my opinion. You know what I mean? He's like that little brother that's annoying you a little bit. Because I started the second gear crew with, with Matt Justice and Mance Warner, bro. So, you know what I mean? Don't let that pump your heart up where you can be like, oh, I want to fight Eddie. I'll still smack shit. I'll smack shit, shit out of you, man. Time my best <laughs> not to go off. Uh, a few more questions and if you if you have got time to stick around we love to yeah, yeah, yeah. wonderful man uh edward says uh hey eddie this is your twin i met you at comic-con a few years ago great to catch you uh talking about chikara and aew my question for me is uh who from the outside world would you want to come into aew so you could beat them up <laughs> uh jun akiyama uh kenta and marifuji because they all learned under, uh, like, Kobashi and Masawa. Mm. And Kobashi and Masawa and them and Tawe and them. And they all learned under Giant Baba. And Giant Baba learned from Ricky Dozan. So I can go on and on and on. That's why. When I fight, I also learn things. You know what I mean? The only time I feel like I really, truly lose is if I don't learn anything from the experience. So, yeah, uh, that's what I was out. Some Superpunk said, um, I just want to add that it's empowering to hear a man like Eddie talk so openly about suicide. I've struggled with it since I was nine years old. I've lost lots of friends to it. Thank you, Eddie, and WrestleTalk, and anyone else brave enough to fight for their lives. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it breaks my heart to hear that. I don't even know you, and it breaks my heart because I just don't want... Look, I don't want people to... I don't want people to kill themselves. I just don't want it. You know what I mean? If you die naturally, you die naturally. What I just don't want it. I don't want it because I've seen it hurt so many people. You know what I mean? You're gone. So you don't get to see the hurt. You know what I mean? You don't get to see your mother and your father or your wife or your best friends crying, sobbing, thinking about you every day, years later. Like Larry Sweeney. That still kills me to, to this day. And it's been over 10 years. I can't look at pictures. I start crying. You know what I mean? I can't listen to uh, 
a certain song because it reminds me of him and I start crying. So there's, there's hurt for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just don't want no one to... If, no, no, no. If, if I'm going to hurt people, I'd rather hurt them in the ring with my hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. No, it, it's it's awesome to actually hear you talk openly about it. Like, yeah. I, I've never really talked... Like, a friend of mine tried to kill himself once, and I didn't know that he was. He called me. I was at a restaurant, and he called me, and I was just... I got up from the table, and I went outside, and I was like, oh, hey, man. He was like, oh, cool. I just wanted to have a chat. And I was like, oh, I'm in the middle of something at the moment. Can I call you tomorrow? And he was like, yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. I didn't realize what he was calling me was to have one last conversation. Ooh. And and like in the end, I found like, you know, he found thankfully he got the help he needed and he's doing much better with himself now. But I was so mad at him the following day. Like when I found out, I was like, well, I was like, well that's what you were planning on doing? I was so mad at yeah, him. Yeah, why didn't you Don't tell you me? Why did yeah, you tell why did you tell me it's okay? Yeah. yeah oh, I know those conversations. I know. Uh, my own opinion said, Eddie, you're one of my favorite wrestlers right now. You're extremely talented and I wish nothing but the best for you. Um, who is someone outside of wrestling that you would like to cut a promo on? Apart from Ollie Davis. No, nah, Ollie's my boy. It has, it has to be me and Ollie together. There it is, baby. Uh, who would I like to cut a promo on? Maybe Donald Trump. That would be fun. Yeah. I just want to see his face. But like while I'm doing it, and then be like, okay, bro, you you go now. What are we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that, that I would like to do. I'd like to see how he would react. Like I uh, said, just... I, I'm, the, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. I like being the little instigator. <laughs> uh, Justin said, Eddie, when you were in Portland with Defy, uh, you chopped my chest. It was one of the most painful things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> yeah! I told the dude, I said, listen, man, do you want me to do this? And he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, come on. All right. So, you know. Now think about like 40 of those a match. <laughs> before before you tell me you want to get in there or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh, it's the so we I mean we did a, a photo shoot once for some merch that we were selling. We had Rampage Brown in, and uh, oh I know like Rampage, the idea. Oh right, and like so the idea was we were going to film him like chopping us wearing the t-shirts in slow motion, right? And like Rampage, he ain't he ain't taking it light, man. No. Like he was he basically said to us, "Just like I'm just going to do this for real. I hope you know that." And we were like, yeah, that sounds cool, man. But after the, like the fifth or sixth one, I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for someone else to tag in now. Someone else can take this if they want. Yeah, trust me. After a while, they don't <laughs> tickle, folks. They do not tickle. We were going to do a show once. We had Walter booked for a show that we did a few years back. And we, we were doing the, this competition with a cultaholic. And it was like, oh, we've got to come up with some sort of punishment. And I suggested, well, he was like, well, Walter's booked on the show. Walter could come on stage and chop us. Like, that'd be a really fun punishment. And the guy running the show was like, I cannot clear that with medical. Like, there is yeah, no way. Exactly. <laughs> I've been hit you by guys. Walter. It's not. Oh. Like, I remember, I, I remember he, he, he dropped me one time at Progress and I looked up at him. That's how hard he hit me. I went to my knees. And I looked <laughs> up at him and I went, what are you, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what I do to you? I didn't know what to say. I felt it in my lungs. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Ollie, I think we're going to draw this to a close because we've been going for an hour now. Is there anything that you want to uh, say before we wrap this up? I'm sorry that we couldn't get to everyone's question, uh, unfortunately, but we are a bit tight on time. Yeah, I talk a lot, folks. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> uh, Ollie, anything you want to add? Uh, well, anything more I say will just make Eddie uncomfortable. He's <laughs> <laughs> right. But all the He's other right. stuff, all the stuff we said at the start, again, over and over. Oh man, thank you, Ollie. Man, I'm, like I said, uh, I guess I'll say it. I like I like the YouTube show. You know what I mean? You guys, you guys make me laugh. You know what I mean? You guys have your opinions. I'll let that go. Everybody, <laughs> like like my mother said, opinions are like assholes. Everyone got them, and they all stink. Yeah. So I don't I don't care. But uh, I get I get a, a kick out of a lot of things you guys do. I get a lot. I kick out of a lot of the wrestling community. Uh, channels. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention them here. I won't. Don't worry. Oh, go ahead. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, you can do it. Uh, like, what culture, cultaholic. You know what I mean? I get a kick out of all, all that stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm also just a fan of people being fans of pro wrestling. You know? This, the, the pro wrestling changed my life. So, why am I not going to either A, support or B, try to like try? 
trying to like people who are covering it and trying to bring it to the masses. So you guys thank me, but I thank you guys for trying to do, you know, do the news and do whatever you guys got to do. You know what I mean? And doing it on YouTube and getting numbers and stuff like that. So shout out to all you guys. Shout out to all the video essay guys. Like my man, Joseph, who does walking the King's road. Uh, you know, there's a couple, I forgot their names. I'm sorry. But there's so many guys who do video essays on pro wrestling that I think are great. Because, again, it's supporting pro wrestling. Why am I not mm. going to love that? You know what I mean? And, uh, we're all fans at the end of the day. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we're all fans at the end of the day. We just like talking about wrestling. You know, like mm-hmm. as Sean has always put it the best way, Sean Ross Apper at Fightful, which is like, this is like, you know, this is the best job. I would much rather talk about a bad episode of Raw than any other job in the world. Yeah. I would rather talk about whatever about pro wrestling than what's going on in the world today. You know mm-hmm. I mean? yeah, exactly right. I don't want to know what variants coming out tomorrow. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like an album drop. Like, you know what I mean? Almost at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you know, COVID got a new album coming out next week called whatever variant. Like, it's, I don't want to talk about that. You know what I mean? I'd rather talk about, like you said, something I love, I enjoy. You know what I mean? And, and and support and do, you know, and change my life. Professional wrestling, I gave all my 20s and, and I don't want to age myself, but I gave all that <laughs> to pro wrestling because I didn't do it because I was making millions of dollars. You know what I mean? I did it because I loved it. So I, I like to support the people that also love it back, whether I agree with a lot of you or not. But again, opinions, buttholes, you know? <laughs> Uh, Eddie, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Uh, you are welcome back anytime. Uh, you don't, can come on and just chat the breeze with, with us. Don't please <laughs> with that because now I think I found my new career with you guys. Oh, Eddie, Eddie, yes. Eddie, don't Eddie, don't tease us that you're going to come back because we. I, otherwise, I will be messaging you, being like, "So, Eddie, when are you coming on the show again?" And then I'll just ignore the messages to be like, "I don't mess with them." Thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to plug before you leave? Uh, watch Dynamite, I guess. <laughs> watch Rampage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Buy all the AEW merch. My merch. Buy everyone's merch. Support Wrestle Talk. Support uh, World Culture. Cultaholic. Support all the video essay people. Just support any wrestling podcast. Like, and it, just get the word out with Pro Wrestling. I'm trying to see numbers like they did during the Attitude Era. <laughs> you know what I mean? mm-hmm. So, like, just go ahead, man. Me, I don't know. I don't even remember what my Twitter handle is or my Instagram is. If you guys know it and when you release this or whatever, put it somewhere. Editor people on the screen. Just go. I got moderating teams already posting it. That's it. You need to have a word with Denise. Denise has got like the social media game down. Yeah, I was like, I have your handle right here at Mad King 1981. See, I knew it. There's one person in this room. I appreciate you, Dave. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Eddie, thank you so much again. Um, we It's been an absolute honor having you on this show. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you all for watching as well. Thank you for your questions. Apologies we didn't get to all of them in time. Email us support at wrestletalk.com and we will sort you out. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with the uh, AEW Rampage review. Pete and Tempest will be doing that show. Thank you all so much for watching. Take care, everyone. Jam that jam. <laughs> <laughs>